Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Eight minutes after one. Good afternoon to you. This is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Mutine. I'm going to be with you until three, but I can tell you now there's only one thing on everybody's lips, and that is the announcement that came through yesterday from Basic Education Minister Njimochecha and the announcement that grade seven and grade 12 are meant to be going back to school on the 1st of June. Lots of reaction from everybody. I still think that we are going to give much more time to parents. I'm a parent myself. I've got mixed feelings and I'll tell you about that later. That's actually not even important at the moment. I think what's important right now is to get your your reaction. You as the parent at home, what is in your gut? What are you feeling? What are your fears? What, what, I mean, all of it, good and bad. Let's hear all of it. 0891-104-207. But I also wanted to hear what uh, somebody who I really, whose opinion I really respect in the sector because she's been around for a long time, understands it quite well and I also think that she also understands how difficult this must have been a process for uh, the minister. Mary Metcalf, education expert, is on the line with us. Thank you so much for making the time. Good afternoon and uh, thanks for coming on to the show. Thank you, Camilla. It's always good to talk to you. Well, so your initial reaction, and I ask initial because I think sometimes we take time to digest how we feel about these things. I know what you had been saying before we had the announcement yesterday, but when she announced that definite date yesterday, the 1st of June for grade 7 and 12, what was your reaction? There's a lot to be done before the 1st of June. There's a lot of people with very strong views. There's parents like yourself that have mixed feelings. Mm. So I think we have an opportunity together to spend time asking the questions and questions that others might ask we may not have thought of. So to open your lines and to invite those questions can only help Mm -hmm. the clarity seeking and building the public confidence that is required. I want to ask you to put on your governance cap for a minute and uh, take yourself back to when you were in the hot seat. And I, I want to know what it takes for all of our concerns to sink in. And this is not a criticism because what I've seen since, you know, we had this pandemic is that we have actually, uh, you know, quite we've had quite a listening government. I must be honest, uh, whether we criticize it or not, I've seen very quick reaction. I've, I've seen them being quite agile, which is a, a good thing for me. But I, I'm also worried. I'm a little bit worried about some things like the schooling thing being it's such a big issue that I don't think you can change your mind tomorrow. You know what I mean? So some decisions are going to be easy to flip-flop around, and that's okay because we are learning along the way. But with schools, I think it's such a huge responsibility. I got a mm. knot in my stomach. In fact, I said, if I were her, I would have just said, guys, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what I'm doing. But just put on your, your, your cap in for a minute for me when, when you were in government and what it must take to make a decision like this. Yeah, it's such an important question because nothing like this has ever happened before. And as much as we have huge expectations from those that lead us, they also need our support. Mm. You are right that schooling is the biggest issue because it affects every family. Now, what I think is the clearest message, it was clear in the the minister's um, statement, schools must open when they are ready. And readiness means that the systems and the resources are in place to protect teachers.
teachers, learners and workers. Okay. Now, part of the problem with this country, with that particular statement, and I understood exactly what you were saying, and it's a responsible thing to say. Part of the problem we have is that up until now, we have a trust deficit. And that's where the difficulty comes in. So where you, where you understand the intentions and, and, you, and the nobility of the intentions, but what actually, actually gives you a knot in your stomach is if my government couldn't give a school water in Lisukisiki for 20 years plus, how are they going to do that in a week? And that goes to trust. I'm not saying that they can't. But I'm saying, how do you then settle those fears that we're sitting with right now? Very good. So firstly, but in terms of the trust deficit, what I keep um, really asking for is for the medical community, for government, for teacher leaders in the teacher unions, for school governing bodies to be talking to us with the same message Mm -hmm. because these are powerful messengers who need to support each other with the same message. That is the most urgent thing we can do to build trust. The second thing that you're saying correctly is that this moment highlights some of the deep structural inequalities. Mm. There does need to be urgent attention, such as the delivery of water tankers, the refilling of those water tankers. But as a country, it's a moment to step back it's a, it's a moment to step back and to say, what can we do to ensure that learners in the rural parts of our provinces in Eastern Cape, Limpopo, KwaZulu-Natal in particular, are given the same opportunities as children in other parts of the country now and in the future? I've got two more questions for you. The one that really did concern me, and I don't know how you feel about this, was her announcement of a consortium that has been put together and the reasons behind the consortium. So I'm not against the fact that she's trying to organize and organize very quickly. But what I was concerned about is her reasons that she gave us for putting this consortium together and her reasons, and I'm paraphrasing here, was the fact that they seemed to be this let's call it miscommunication because she said you know we need somebody who's going to assist me to communicate with districts and so on that's the number one thing and to make sure that things that have been said to be done are done that brings me to again another problem that does that mean she's admitting to the fact that her own structures are not actually doing what they should be doing because if they were we wouldn't need an outside consortium to monitor it's such, thank you let me quickly answer this one and then i'm gonna have to duck I know, off I know. the question is that we've got a complex governance relationship of minister and provinces mm. national and provincial and this is something that is a constant challenge in terms of a national minister providing leadership when the action happens on the ground. So she's correct that this is necessary in terms of the trust deficit. I've so enjoyed talking to you. but I've I know got you've got to go. It's okay. We'll do this another time. Thanks, Prof. Thank Thanks. you very much. Professor Mary Kalf. And I know she did say that she needs to go to off to another interview. And I think we really appreciate the time she's given us.